This episode of Achieving Rally, the podcast, has been brought to you by HorrorPack.com. Do you like movies? Do you like mystery boxes? Now for the biggest question. Do you like horror movies? Yes. Yes, I believe you do. HorrorPack.com has your fix for both. Sign up. And every month you'll get four movies on either DVD or Blu-ray. Unless you sign up for both. Well now, how much is this fantasy of horror? The DVDs are $19.99 a month. The Blu-rays are $24.99 a month. Pretty much a deal right there. Oh, and tell them Larry Greenstein sent you from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Horrorpack.com It's what everyone is dying for. <laughs> Let me put on my safety goggles and see what the hell I set the record level to. It's time for another Achieving Rally the Podcast. Week! Oh. This week, we talk about the 10 worst DC villains and some other stuff. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Achieving Rally the Podcast. Hell, go ahead, grab yourself some chips or crisps or fries or whatever you want to call them, and uh, a beer, and have a little fun. All right, we'll see you at the end. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Wheels of the Weird. That's weird, man. Hey, it's me, Neil, man. Hey, how's it going? Hey, I just want to know. I just wanted you to know. I already know. You me. I just wanted y'all to know that it's time for some more Wheels of the <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, so this time I'm gonna do uh, some animal tales and some weird punishment. <laughs> this sounds like something Klaus is into, really. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, are we ready for this? Neil, come on, damn it! I haven't got all day. I'm not just gonna sit in here. Yeah, yeah all right, man. You come down, man. <clears throat> Animal Tales. News of the week. They all that crap. Hey, here we go. Uh, David Lowe, a geophysicist with the New Zealand Institute of Nuclear Science, has partially attributed the gradual warming of Earth's atmosphere to farting sheep. <laughs> farting sheep, man. <clears throat> uh, noting New Zealand's 70 million sheep emit 2.5 billion gallons of methane, man, into the atmosphere every week. He observed 
If you could hook up a sheep to the carburetor of a car, man, you could run it for several kilometers a day. That's a lot of farting. Uh, to power the same vehicle by people, you need a whole football team and a couple kegs of beer. Man, that'd be probably pretty easy to find, man. There's plenty of teams out there willing to fart in a tube for beer. <laughs> fart in a tube. <laughs> You guys know what time it is? What time is it's it? It's fucking late. It is fucking late. It's 11.33. Marissa's going to bed already. Yeah. You can take those glasses off so I'm not so fuzzy. <laughs> Maybe he wants, it, wants to be. I was thinking I might have to jot something down. His eyes were really big when they were looking at me. It's kind of creepy. Oh. I told you I was creepy. <laughs> Are we recording? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Okay, right. good. What time is it? Top <clears> 10 <throat> Yay. Yay. It's time for top 10. This Number is, 10. This is the top 10. Oh, you want to give details and stuff. Okay. Underrated DC comic supervillains. Hmm. Yeah, it might be a little so lackluster on this. I wasn't a big DC guy when I was reading comics. So we're going to learn something today? Okay, I'll be honest. I wasn't a DC guy really at all, except for Legends of the Dark Knight. And the only reason I started buying that was because it came out the same time as, I want to say, Batman Returns. Ish. So I was able to get in on number one. I was collecting them so I'd have all the early issues and I'd make a fortune when I sold them. Yeah, no. So. That didn't happen. We're going to start here with number 10. Number 10. Number Mongol. 10. Ooh. Mongol. Mongol. Uh, no, not, not Mongo. Mongol. <laughs> no. Mongol was once. I get excited. Was once the ruler of his race, but due to a revolution was exiled in outer space. Wow. He, he has an, an insatiable hunger for power. Where did he, he come from? Uh. The planet Mongol, funny enough. Okay, so it was like he was on Earth and got exiled to space by Oh, no, no. Still kind of bad, though. Yes, but it it changes a lot. He's been purple, he's been pink, now he's yellow. DC is known for doing that over the course of time. They'll change the look and sometimes they'll change the name. That's true. Uh, Uh, Mr. Freeze wasn't Mr. Freeze to begin with. No, he was not. It's Mr. Zero. That's right. Uh, let's see. Uh, he has a. I want to say Captain Boomerang had a different name at one point. It might have. I don't know why you would change it to Captain Boomerang though. He's an insatiable hunger for power. He's stronger than Superman. Uh, almost totally invulnerable to harm. But Superman has defeated him by following his schemes. But only once has he defeated Mongol in hand-to-hand combat. He can teleport. Has limited telepathy and telekinesis. Can project blasts of energy from his eyes, hands, or chest. He's also used advanced alien technology to shrink his enemies and place them in a dimensional inversion cube. So if they attack the cube, it attacks them back. Wow. With their own power. Wow. That's kind of cool. Uh, Superman once said that Mongol is about as strong as Dark Side, And uh, apparently that's quite the compliment. Depending on who you are, yeah. yeah. Uh, number nine. Number nine. Superboy Prime. Superboy Prime is a villain. Yes. Okay. Superboy Prime is from a parallel Earth called Earth Prime. Uh, oh, it's parallel to the DC universe. But aren't we Earth Prime in the DC universe? No, we're not. No, I think Marvel were 667 or something like that. But uh, no, we are not the number one Earth. No. Oh. Um, well, fuck those guys. <laughs> bastards. Not the way I count it. Uh, honestly, we should be whatever the first one is. It we're should number start, one. Yeah, it should start with us and then spiral out from there. 
but it doesn't. Uh, let's see. Uh, Superman and other comic heroes were fictional characters only seen in comic books. Uh, the Earth Prime universe was erased during Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, I seem to remember something about that. Superboy Prime ended up in a, quote, paradise dimension where he slowly lost his edge and became insane. Uh, over time, his convictions and morals became twisted and warped, and he became to believe that Earth Prime is the only proper Earth. I'm sorry, I was more bad. You doing right over there? I apologize. Prime Goodness gracious. firmly believes that becoming <laughs> Superman is his calling, despite the fact that he has become psychotic and a murderous. Uh, he has all the... Murderous? Bit- yes. He became a murderous? He became murderous. Oh, he became murderous. Okay. Oh, like I, was like, yeah. I was like, how is that? How is that? I'm going to kill you. He became a black there. widow. Um, wow. he's, he's, it's he's, a complicated story. I need to read this one. <laughs> <laughs> he, There's some shit going down in prime, <laughs> prime Earth there. He has the same abilities as all Kryptonians, but a much higher level. He, but he loses his powers when exposed to a red sun. Uh, let's see. Because of this, he built a power suit based on the one worn by the Anti-Monitor. Uh, that collects and feeds him yellow solar energy so he can maintain his high power levels even when exposed to a red sun. Wow. Uh, where most versions of Superman have a weakness to magic, Prime does not. He has no weakness to kryptonite due to the fact that he's from another universe. wonder why he has no vulnerability to magic. Because he's from a different universe. Uh, he does... Sounds like he should have more vulnerability to magic if he's over here and he's in the DC universe and... It's like if you don't get inoculated against, you know, certain diseases, you just have a measles, monster, bell, or whatever. Yeah. He does fear the Flash family, though, due in part to them pushing him into the Speed Force where they imprisoned him under a red sun to depower him for several years until he eventually broke out. Massive amounts of quantum energy have also been known shown to injure Prime as seen as his battle in his battle with Monarch. Hmm. So apparently if you hit him with time energy, that hurts. Well, who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay, so that was that. Uh, number eight. Number eight. Hush. You knew Hush. No, the character Hush. Dr. Thomas Elliott was a childhood friend of Bruce Wayne, was also born in a wealthy family. A lot of people seem to have these ties to Bruce Wayne's past. Mm-hmm. Tommy despised... What the fuck was going on in his family? They basically ran the whole city. Uh, Tommy despised his parents and, driven by the desire for independence and wealth severed the brake line of his own parents' car, causing a crash that killed his father and injured his mother. Nice. When Bruce's parents were murdered, which we all know about... Well, he did murdered. Hush. Hush. <laughs> Tommy resented him for inheriting the Wayne family fortune, just as he'd hoped to do with his parents' money. Later, Tommy killed his mother. What? He thought he was going to get it. Well, his family's money. Who got his family's money? Oh, because his mom lived. His mom Uh-oh. lived. I get it. Uh, but... He murdered her by smothering her with a pillow so she, he could inherit the fortune. Although he went on to Harvard and became a successful surgeon, he continued to harbor an irrational grudge toward his childhood friend. Hush has spent most of his life honing skills. So your parents were murdered. I had to kill mine. Dick. <laughs> his, he spent his life honing his skills to be enough of a match for the Dark Knight. There's actually a whole Hush Oh, yeah, the mini storyline. Series, yeah. Yeah. Legendary. He has an incredible genius intellect. He's also a master planner with tactical skills arriving those Batman. His greatest asset is his talent for thinking like his opponents and using their abilities against them. He's also an expert markman, marksman. It was shoot Might two. Be a bit late for Larry, too. Able to shoot two batarangs out of the air. 
uh, and set off C4's explosives using twin M1911 pistols, his weapon of choice. So, what's the Desert Eagle? Uh, that's by Israeli uh, arms. I thought it was an M something like that, M24 or something. No, it's the Desert Eagle. Uh, the M1911 is the world's most made pistol. It was created by Browning back actually in 1908-ish and then became part of the lexicon and the zeitgeist. In 1911, it was used in both uh, World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam, and still to this day. Uh, a lot of people use the 1911 yes. by Browning. By 1920, modern characters always use Desert Eagles. Yeah, because it's a big, scary-looking, and it goes up to 50 caliber, where this is just a 45. Just. 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 Yeah, just a 45. It just barely qualifies barely. as a 45. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's he, not like 44 and a half. He, uh, he's proven his ability to fight hand-to-hand is almost on par with Batman and one of the finest surgeons in Gotham. He's also able to perform plastic surgery on himself using minimal anesthetic and sheer force of will. He's only pulled that trick so many times. Really? He's actually made himself look like Bruce Wayne. Oh, nice. A couple more plastic surgeries, you're going to look like Joan Rivers. <laughs> or, oh, hush! Or, or the way Wayne, Wayne Newton looks now. I haven't seen him lately. <laughs> Don't. Uh, so, uh, number seven. Number seven. The Anti-Monitor. The Anti-Monitor was a product of a universe-creating experiment gone wrong by the scientist Krona? who is one of the guardians of the universe. Anti-Monitor is one of the most formidable foes ever faced by the heroes of the DC universe. He's directly responsible for more deaths than any other known DC supervillain. He was powerful enough to kill a distracted Supergirl. He consumed thousands of positive matter universes to increase his power and was able to personally battle scores of the multiverse's strongest heroes simultaneously. Anti-Monitor was also responsible for the death of Barry Allen, the most famous Flash, for those who don't know. Did you say anti... What was the first part of that again? Anti-monitor? Anti-monitor. Like an actual monitor. Like, like, a you, like your mom's sister? Anti-monitor? <sighs> it's so funny that Larry keeps his buttons right there on his chest. They're so easy to push. <laughs> Click. Click. <laughs> hey, where's the side button? There it is. Uh, which is I'm going to hit the shake my head and side button at the same time which is click oh my gosh number six Parallax Parallax is such a problem child following the complete destruction that's the worst villains no no these are the most underrated underrated oh yeah yeah. worst no 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 underrated I'm leaving it (laughs) Following the complete destruction of his hometown, Coast City, by the villain Mongol, Hal Jordan descended into madness and destroyed the Green Lantern Corps, killing his friend Kilowog and all the Guardians except for Ganthet. Oh, this is that, that um, Blackest Night series, isn't it? No, it's not, actually. This is the Parallax uh, Which Blackest series. Night? That is when they find all the other... All the other cores. The other, well, it's all the other colors of the rainbow that all mean yeah, yeah. something. Uh, and then they have the black... And the black raises Sector the six, dead. Six, six, six. Yeah, and it raises the dead. They have now one that's infrared color, and it controls anything. Like if you put it on, the thing itself controls you and makes you do stuff. It's another evil color. 
While Kyle Rayner became the primary Green Lantern for... Oh, Jordan assumed the name Parallax and became a supervillain. While Kyle Rayner became the primary Green Lantern of Earth for the next decade. I actually do like Kyle Rayner a little more now. He's the White white Ranger. He's the White Lantern. He's the White Ranger. The White Lantern. And he can use any of the colors, Hmm. including black. But he's the only one who can defeat black as well. Wow. Um, he can't do anything to apparently infrared. Hmm. Hal Jordan terrorized DC Universe as a little parallax. It was really discovered that parallax was actually a parasitic entity dating back to the dawn of time, born from the yellow of the emotional spectrum, hence fear. He was the cause of Hal Jordan's destruction and insanity, and it took over his mind and body when he was devastated by the destruction of the city. The parasite is the sentient embodiment of fear, traveling from world to world, causing entire civilizations to destroy themselves out of paranoia. Number five. Number five. Amazo. Amazo. It's Amazo. I think he'd do one of my birthday parties. He might have. (laughs) Uh, The android Amazo was created by the scientist Professor Ivo, who became obsessed with immortality. The Justice League discovered that their powers had been drained and appeared to be used in the theft of certain long-lived creatures. Attempting to guard the remainder of the creatures and discover the perpetrator, the League was defeated by Amazo. Amazing. He's able to duplicating any of the powers of metahumans, including members of the Justice League, such as the strength of Superman and the speed of Flash. Android retained the abilities of the Justice League and is capable of simulating other characters' weapons, such as the power ring of Green Lantern, the nth metal of mace of Hawk Girl. He is, however, eventually defeated by the Justice League and has actually helped them a few times. Because he tried to duplicate Batman's powers. He has, actually. And he, he ended up he, he getting nothing. Try to duplicate Batman's powers and fuck himself over. I'm going to duplicate your powers. Go for it. <laughs> I have successfully duplicated the powers of Batman. Superman will pop you on the head. <laughs> Number four. Flaw in my strategy. Lobo. 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 Which technically he's an anti-hero. Yeah, he's not really a villain. Lobo is a Zarni with exceptional strength and fortitude. He enjoys nothing better than mindless violence and intoxication. Yes, he's the DC's Wolverine. He's the DC's Wolverine pool. Yeah, without claws. Uh, he's arrogant, self-centered. And I was a little skeptical when they did the amalgam thing. Oh, I that's like... What, that's I, what they paired Wolverine against was Lobo. Yeah. And Wolverine won that one. Which, I mean, with his healing factor, he can... Yeah, but the Zarnian has a healing factor, too. He yeah. can, he's actually reconstituted himself from a single drop of his own blood. So that's kind of like, I don't know. I think it was more for the fact that they, they, people, they wanted the people to see basically Wolverine fighting himself. But the thing was that at that moment when the Malcolm came out, Wolverine was huge. Yeah. And the, and the movies hadn't hit yet. Nope. Uh, let's see. He's arrogant, self-centered, focusing mostly solely on his own pleasure. Uh, Lobo is the last of his kind, having committed complete genocide of his own people by unleashing a violent plague of flying scorpions upon his own world. And good lord, that's a clap, crappy way to die. Yep. He's got extraordinary strength of undefined limits. He's depicted as being... Oh. It doesn't really say, just... He's kind of the Darth Maul of the DC universe. Yeah... He's he's definitely the Deadpool of the DC Universe. Because he's got the smart-ass comments. He doesn't break the fourth wall, but he's got the smart-ass comments. He can't be killed. And 
he could, if he wanted to, kill everyone in the entire DC. In fact, they've actually done a Lobo Kills the DC Universe. And they did that before Marvel did Bloodpool Kills the Marvel Deadpool. Universe. I mean, Deadpool, Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. All right, number four, three, Necron. They did a, they did a Punisher Kills the Marvel Universe, too, didn't they? They just did it recently. They, they're redoing it again just because he's now... <laughs> he's now the Ghost Rider. He's now head of S.H.I.E.L.D. No, he's now the Ghost... He was a head of S.H.I.E.L.D. In a What If? I had that comic, and I had to sell it. I used to love the What Ifs. So so they were very hit or miss, though. Yeah, I had the What If Hulk killed Wolverine. It's great. Well, you could, did you see the What If Conan... Was transported to the modern day Marvel universe. Oh no, I never saw that one. Yeah, it was on a killing spree. Imagine that. Yeah, hard to believe. Hard to believe. Yeah, it is hard to believe. So number three, Necron. This is the guy who controls the black power rig. Uh, Necron's the embodiment of death and rule of a region much like hell, known as the Dead Zone. Sector six six six. The Dead Zone seems to border on limbo and purgatory within the DC universe. It's where the souls of the dead await passage to their final residence either in the Silver City or in Hell. Necron draws his power from the souls and spirits of those who have died. The limitations of Necron powers are unknown. Jeff Johns, DC writer, is described as the most powerful dark force in the DC universe. He's actually got a really cool sign in this picture. It's got a flashlight on it, actually. It's kind of weird, but... Uh, it, it's, that's it's, not a flashlight, that's a skull. No, that's a flashlight, because it's emitting light. It's a laser scope. Laser scope. Laser scope. He has the ability to raise the dead and kill with the touch. Even guardians fire bolts of black lightning and grow without limit. Palpatine. He can't grow, though. We don't know that. He's because also... we hadn't seen it doesn't mean it couldn't happen. True. Oh, yeah, he did. He grew really big and became Snoke. He was not Snoke. Sure he was. No, no. he wasn't. They're not going to tell us anyway, so why not? We're just making it up now. Uh, okay, so give uh, George Lucas some more ideas. Hey, you know Darth Maul survived that trip down the shaft. Why couldn't Palpatine? He's Palpatine's old and grumpy, and the very powerful Force user. And as we all know, Force users can fall like any height they want. Old and grumpy. Old and grumpy. Old and grumpy. I think they did like yearbook photos. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Black Adam, who's getting ready to be Black Adder. But yes, Black Adder. Who's getting ready to be in the Shazam movie? Teth Adam is the son of the ancient pharaoh Ramses II. So, the wizard Shazam gave Teth Adam the power to become the superhero Mighty Adam by speaking the name Shazam. Mighty, Mighty Adam! Adam! Mighty Adam served as Egypt's champion for many centuries but became corrupted by the charms of a mysterious woman. Isn't that always the way? Oh, well. <laughs> the bewitched Adam was convinced that he and his mistress should have ruled the earth, Egypt, so he killed the pharaoh and appointed appointed himself ruler. The wizard learned of this and striped him of his powers. Striped him? Yeah. Striped? The wizard buried him along with a scarab necklace that held his powers inside a tomb. Thousands of years later, during the 20th century, some dumbass... <laughs> Some dumbass. Some uh, dumbass. Aide named Theo Adam found himself assigned Dumas. to Dumas. a expedition financed to excavate the tomb of Ramses II. Adam uncovered. That always ends poorly. Adam uncovered Teth Adam's tomb in a secret passage and led his superiors and his wife Marilyn, parents of Billy Baston, who is the current Shazam, to the discovery. Upon sight of the scarab, Adam became obsessed with the artifact, killed both the Batsons. 
In order to steal it, when Theo says the magic word, she that's an orphan? Yes. No, I don't think I ever knew that. Uh, he is he's transformed like into Black him. Adam and is granted, granted the same crap that the other guy has. And he's recently acquired the power of the goddess Isis, making him stronger than ever. What happened to Isis? I don't know. It's a terrorist organization. I kind of like Isis. When Black Not Adam... Isis, but the... You remember the TV show Isis, right? Mm-hmm. Isis Shazam? Mm-hmm. When Black, like when Black Adam utters the magic word, he yeah. not only gains his usual power, but all of his original powers are greater in strength because of the extra power he gains from Isis. I think she seemed more not sincere bad. than the other superheroes. Who, Isis? Yeah, on the TV show. Yeah. I don't know what she's like in the comics. She yeah. seemed like she actually saved people and really meant it. Maybe. Because she was just that nice. Canadian? Well, she was a public school teacher. Oh, well, there you go. And she sacrificed something. Mm-hmm. So, number one. Well, she's doing it for the money. The number one most underrated DC comic supervillain is. Isis. What? Eclipso. Eclipso. The Magnificent. <laughs> Bruce Gordon. Like, he went one of my birthday parties, too. He might have. He had his trick where he made the moon disappear. Bruce Gordon was a scientist specializing in solar energy. While in the African jungle, the view of solar eclipse, Gordon was attacked by a tribal sorcerer. Before plunging to his ass, the sorcerer wounded Gordon with a black diamond. Uh, Apparently you won. Yay. Oh, it's Marissa's birthday. <laughs> it's Marissa's birthday. birthday. No, but it's somebody else's birthday. No. Oh. <laughs> Afterwards, Gordon would be transformed into the villainous Eclipso whenever Eclipse occurred. Blue, gray, or purple circle would cover the rightmost two-thirds of his face, resembling a partial Eclipse. Gordon would experience many Jekyll High transmissions. 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 Transformations. I used to love their shows on Saturday morning. <laughs> they saw them once, man. But they only had like you know, four basic animations and they just paired them together. Uh, Eclipso was not simply Bruce Gordon's dark half, but a vengeance demon who possessed Gordon. Soul had originally been bound inside a giant black diamond called the Heart of Darkness. This sounds like a retconning. Probably. And is the manifestation of God's wrath and magical, and a magical being of incalculable strength. Holy shit. He also has the power of flight, immortality, invulnerability, super speed, and stamina, advanced intellect, the ability to emit deadly rays of dark light from his left eye, and a powerful burst of paralyzing black light from his right eye, and it makes posters glow like nobody's business. He's a couponing fiend. He is a couponing fiend. It's weird. Uh, he also possesses vast magical powers that allow him to perform... He hasn't paid for a pot middle in years. No. Godlike feats such as manipulation of the weather and seas, uh, increases size to that of a giant, so Miles, uh, absorbs the power of the None specter. Of there's no Miles, except for Miles. And project powerful energy from Seven his hands that can stun or kill opponents. And he's uh, able to possess anyone who touches or comes in contact with the Heart of Darkness gem. This is like a very complex villain. It does, but he's pretty fucking powerful. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't use him more. Hence why he's number one of the most underrated villain. Because no one can actually remember all his powers at one time. Yeah. It's like, uh, what was he kidding? Why didn't he just use his gym and possess the guy? He could do that? Yeah. It's like when I did that Superman versus Thor. Superman won. Somebody pointed out to him, was like, you know, Thor's hammer is magic. Yeah. Like, fuck. Fuck Thor's magic, basically. Like, uh... Oops. Yeah. I'm not going back and rewriting it now. Nope. Sorry. So there you go. The top 10 underrated DC comic supervillains. 
As told by Larry, who seems to be a little quieter than normal. <sighs> like he's trying not to wake up somebody who's sitting at the table with us. <laughs> I can't help it when it gets to a certain time, my my, my volume drops. Yeah, so, he does. Maybe we should record later more often. <laughs> Save me so much wear and tear on my ears. <laughs> Turn the volume down when you're doing it. I can't. Why? Because me and Marissa have normal tones of voice. Yeah, we do. But that is my normal tone of voice. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So that's it. Cue music, you jerk. in the bag i hope you enjoyed the top 10 countdown thing it's pretty interesting um maybe not as funny as you think it would have been but whatever so uh for chris marissa and parentheses and everybody else involved i'm larry saying don't listen to anything else we really need your help mentally skip a peekies He reads his top ten list like he's pitching softballs. <laughs> this episode of Achieving Rally the Podcast has been brought to you by, well, us. <laughs> Here at Achieving Rally the Podcast. Hey everybody, Larry here from Achieving Reality, the podcast. So you've missed the last few episodes, have you? That's cool. We got you covered now. That's right, Achieving Reality, the podcast is now on Spotify. Nice, right? So now you can listen to us on Podbean, Google Play, Google Podcasts, and iTunes, and Spotify. We're growing and growing. I mean, wow. Follow us on Facebook and give us a listen on all of our new platforms and our old platforms. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Achieving Reality, the podcast. See you soon. I don't know.